This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Goons. We're back again with you guys for another episode, uh, the 200th episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show. Thank you so much for joining us every morning, keeping yourselves up to date with everything that's going on in the world of Arsenal's transfers. And of course, uh, yeah, a massive, just a massive thanks anyway for, for continuing to support the channel. As always, do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already. And subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. I'm, it's frustrating I can't bring you like amazing news regarding like a signing, but uh, I suppose Gabriel Jesus could be announced today, so that could be quite cool uh, to happen on the 200th day. Uh, it could be today, it could be tomorrow. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit. Um, but yeah, it's been a mad 200 episodes. Arsenal have signed some players, they've not signed some players. <laughs> Uh, and we've covered all of it. So thank you if you've been all the way back since like episode one, which I do know there are genuinely people in the chat box that have been here since episode one. So thank you so much. Uh, and that doesn't even take into account, obviously, the Arsenal news shows that we do, not when the transfer window's on. We, You know, if you're new to the channel and you've joined us over the course of uh, this summer... Uh, you won't know that this show happens outside of the transfer window, just called the Arsenal News Show, and we do it every morning at 8am when the season's on, just rounding up all the latest Arsenal news. So we've done probably close to nearly 400 8am episodes. We've been doing this for well over a year now. Um, but yeah, crazy stuff. Uh, but thank you so much for making this part of your daily morning routine. As always, thank you for the kind comments in the chat box, as well as always. Good morning to Matt to Ian, to Brad, to Jose, to Marcus. Good morning, guys. Samuel, Owen, uh, Aoife, Kevin, Manu. Good morning, all. Uh, Rich, Asar, Peter, Lee, Blackshine, Gunner, Greg, uh, Chris, thank you, uh, Bruce, and everyone else as well. Hope you're all doing good and indeed well. As we kick on with our stories, do make sure you're already subscribed to the Arsenal Way. We're closing in on 15K subs over there. Uh, should hit that uh, very, very soon hopefully. Um, yeah, it's mad the work that's gone into that channel. So thank you for the continued support over there as per. We start off though by running through the returnees to pre-season training. I told you 
a couple of days ago that Arsenal had returned to preseason training. We're now starting to see the first pictures roll through from uh, those preseason images. Uh, some of the main and notable uh, returnees are the likes of Hector Bellerin, whose future we know probably won't be with Arsenal this summer. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Pablo Marie um, have also returned. Nicolas Pepe is there as well. There are lots of players that probably won't be at the club come the end of the summer transfer window. Getting back up to full match fitness and you know getting back into a situation where they can compete once again. Whoever goes on the German uh, training camp next week is going to be very interesting indeed. Uh, that's going to be an intriguing one. And then the US tour, of course, Whoever goes on that, you'd think surely is going to be a big part of the plans um, for the summer going ahead. So lots of interesting news. Another really good piece of news coming out from the training is that Thomas Partey has indeed returned to full fitness. He is now training with the side. We knew he was pretty close to full fitness at the end of last season, despite missing the running. He's now returned to training, so he will, of course, be taking part in the tours and the training camps and will be fit and ready for the start of the brand new season. So that is a really, really positive step in the right direction for him as well. Now, an interesting story from a good friend of ours, Simon Collings at the London Evening Standard, reporting that Jack Wilshere is among the candidates uh, to take over as a possible coach. Uh, we know that the under-21s team, Kevin Betsy was in charge of the under-23s that have now become the under-21s last season. He's left. There is a vacancy there. Wilshire, of course, was training, uh, was you know doing a lot of coaching that he's already got his badges and stuff like that. He was doing a lot of coaching with the youth sides when he was here last summer. He's now in discussions about a potential return to the club to get involved with more training with the team. So that's really um, that's really important. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more ex-Arsenal players get involved with the club. Jack Wilshire, of course, is a big part of the modern Emirates era of uh, of Arsenal coming through the academy, of course, uh, and then getting into the team. Didn't work out from a player perspective for him in the end because of injury, but getting him back to the club and coaching could be a really good step in the right direction for his uh, career. So fingers crossed we can see that even more. Uh, Daniel Ballard is set to complete a move to Sunderland. Of course, we brought you the news that his move to Burnley completely fell away and fell apart. Um, but Ballard is now set to make that move to Sunderland. They moved quickly to secure his services after uh, that move kind of broke down and broke away. So Sunderland will get Daniel Ballard. Whether or not this clause that Arsenal tried to put in there uh, in the Burnley deal about, you know, having first refusal, not first refusal, but more so being able to match the bid of any potential bidders in the future, that's unclear right now. We'll have to wait for a bit, a little bit more information to come through on this one. I'm sure we will update you as soon as we do. But Ballard's about to get Arsenal a very small fee, probably around the £2 million figure, into the club. Now, Bakaya Saka remains a big part of Arsenal's summer plans. They are desperately trying to convince him to sign that brand new contract. Both he and Gabriel Martinelli are said to be a big part of the focus of contract discussions this summer. It may, of course, run into next season. Edu and the recruitment team are very busy trying to sort out deals with potential incomings. Richard Garlick will be taking charge of lots of contract talks, uh, and Saka is expected to be part of that. Um, there is hope, there is optimism and confidence that Saka, like Arteta, will sign a brand new deal with Arsenal. So let's keep our fingers crossed that happens soon. It'll be a big, big plus for the window. One of the biggest and most positive parts of the window, of course, will be keeping Bakaya Saka 
at the club. Now, Lucas Torreira has continued to speak. I say continued, to be honest. It's more so we've been able to get the full quotes of what he was talking about the other day. Let me read those through to you. Um, he said and told El Telegrafo, uh, we are having conversations with many teams, but my representatives is in charge of that. Today, I'm enjoying my vocation. Uh, it was a long year with a lot of competition and it was exhausting. I want to relax with my family. What I wanted was to stay at Fiorentina, but it didn't happen for various reasons. So we'll look for a new direction. Uh, when he was asked about staying in North London, he said, chances, none. From the beginning, they told me that I didn't have a place. So I want to stay either because I suffered a lot. Um, I don't want to stay either because I suffered a lot. It cost me a lot to adapt. And my idea is to go to Italy or Spain. So that is where Lucas Torreira looks like. He's going to end up next season. Taking the uh, the whole Arsenal deal pretty personally. Gabriel Jesus, uh, as I said at the start of the show, probably will be announced as an Arsenal player either today or tomorrow. As we know, we've already completed all his medicals, all of the media stuff as well has been completed. Uh, it could be that on the day of the 200th episode, he's announced. It might be his announced later today and you're watching this going, Tom, he's already an Arsenal player. Of course, we do these shows at 8 a.m., so we miss some stuff. It's like yesterday when we were talking, not uh, two days ago, when we were saying about uh, Jesus is going to fly in. That was the latest information when I woke up in the morning. But it turns out, according to Fruitsio Romano, that he was already there in that morning. Um, but these shows go out of date very, very quickly. Um, but hopefully, he is expected to be announced as an Arsenal player very, very soon indeed. Fingers crossed today. It'd be quite cool. Now, Dan Juma, who was a player linked to Arsenal in the past, looks set to join West Ham United in a 45 million euro deal. This is an interesting one for Arsenal because it kind of gives you a gauge on how much wide forwards are going for this summer. 45 million euros for a player that left Bournemouth for Villarreal not so long ago. Gives us some perspective about what it's going to cost Arsenal if they want to bring in any wingers from any club this summer. It's going to cost them a serious amount. We know they were willing to go to a certain figure for Rafinha that we'll come on to in a second. But Dan Juma looks to be one of those options that Arsenal won't be going for as West Ham close in on a potential move. Speaking of Rafinha, uh, the hijackings of hijackings is going on with Barcelona said still to be pushing very hard to try and sign Rafinha. Arsenal are still said to be in the race and supposedly, according to Fabrizio, will fight to the end to try and get hold of him. They still have to agree a deal with Leeds, it's understood at this point. But Barcelona have always been the favourites. Barcelona have always been the players' preference. Deco was in Barcelona yesterday, speaking with representatives of the club. It's clear they want to try and push through a deal. Chelsea and Arsenal are secondary to them. That's always been the situation from the players' perspective. I, I'm not put off by that. I'm not a person that gets too personal around this type of thing. I understand there'll be preferences over other teams at times. If Arsenal can still get Rafinha, great. But I kind of feel like this is going to be a Barcelona signing at some stage. Uh, even with Chelsea kind of sorting a fee with Leeds, it's very clear that Rafinha wants to go to Barcelona. The Osmana Dembele situation, I do think, has probably got quite a lot to do with it. So let's wait and see what happens with Rafinha. But Arsenal were said to fight until the end for this one. So we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. But we'll keep you up to date on that. And our headline story of the day, as is becoming a little bit like the Gabriel Jesus daily updates. Now it's a case of Lissandro Martinez daily updates. Arsenal put in their third bid for the player. Uh, this is expected to be closer to Ajax's valuation of the Argentinian. However, Manchester United are also expected to come with a bid. It's very clear that the Dutch side want to play both Man United and Arsenal against one another, create a bidding war, drum up the price. 
Whoever he ends up going to is going to be getting a great player. Man United have the edge in regards to having Eric Ten Hag. Arsenal have an edge, I think, in regards to their kind of ferocity of their uh, their chase, the ambition they're showing to try and secure him. It's said that Arsenal are still leading this race at the moment because they've shown so much uh, energy and commitment to try and get this deal done. Let's see if it happens. Fingers crossed that it does. But United are still very much in the race of Lissandro Martinez and will be pushing hard over the next week with Arsenal to try and complete it. But of course, we will keep you in the loop on any of the latest stuff as well. Um, thank you so much, guys, for uh, listening to the first half of the show. We're going to move on to the second half very shortly, which means if you've got indeed any questions you'd like to ask, now is your time to get them into the chat box. Drop them in there and we'll go through as many of them as we can after this short break. Okay, then let's uh, let's jump into the chat box and see what you guys are saying. Let's go to scrolling up a little bit. Uh, James says, Tom, have you noticed Arsenal follow 199 people on Instagram? So could Jesus today uh, be the 200th someday is your uh, 200th show? James, that's very Sherlock of you to notice that. Um, possibly so. If they're not already following already, it will be today. They do end up following the players that they sign. So let's wait and see. Uh, Matt says, Barcelona are waiting for the De Jong money uh, from Man United before signing Rafinha. Uh, of course, teams know that they probably can do deals knowing that more money is going to come in later on, but they might be playing it a bit more safer than that. Let's wait and see. Um <laughs> Freddie says, did you text Mikel about the Wolves? That the Wolves image in the Amazon trailer, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? I'm looking forward to seeing the series now. I, I was a little bit hesitant because of the way the season ended, but I am intrigued by how it is going to play out on the small screen. Um, Bra said, let's go, uh, let's go off this player. He already has working relationship with Ten Hag. He will go there. Let go of this player. Um, interesting to see if we all let go of him. Arsenal are very much alive in the race of Sign Martinez. Let's see who he ends up going for. Uh, Peter says, hi, Tom. I think we should give Pepe another chance this season. I don't think Arteta rates him, do you? I don't think he necessarily rates him. No, I don't think he's given him enough to rate him necessarily. Uh, I don't think we should be giving Pepe another chance. I think we should be moving him on and bringing in someone that can give more and fits more with what Arteta wants for this team. Uh, Zach says, say we end up not getting Martinez. Who is then the backup? Someone like Zinchenko? I would think Zinchenko is probably a good option. Um, as a backup, it's difficult because there aren't too many players out there that can play three positions as well as Martinez can. Uh, Manu says, could you tell us a little bit about Tillemans not advancing any further? You talked about it pretty vaguely, so I'm assuming something to do with the agent. Look, it's a situation that Arsenal called their interest. They've stepped back from that deal. The Rafinha situation could change that. It's not dead. You know, the deal isn't definitely not going to happen. It's just a situation where Arteta, the club, decided to take a step back from that deal for now. We could end up going back in for him, but things would need to change. I can't go into any more specific details than that, Manu, um, for, for what should be obvious reasons. Uh, Dave says, Tom, yesterday you tweeted about Amin Guiri. So what's he like? Yes, uh, the Nice uh, attacker, uh, 22 years of age, 10 goals, 9 assists, I think, in Liga last season. Really uh, exciting young player. Moved from Lyon to Nice because he was kind of not, he wasn't happy with the situation at Lyon. wasn't getting enough game time at a young age. Wanted to play regularly, 
moved to Nice and has done that, become one of the most exciting younger players in Liga, plays centre forward, plays wide forward, plays behind the striker, plays with a striker, very versatile, I think would give Arsenal a lot. I think he would give Arsenal that option to play someone in a wide role and of, and of course in a central role, which I think is something we wanted from a wide forward. Low centre of gravity, not afraid to take shots from outside the box, good movement, good creativity, lots of stuff going for this guy. Um, if you haven't already checked him out, make sure you do. It's definitely worth giving him a watch on the old YouTube clips. Uh, Andrea says, with Danjuma going for 45 million, Gakpo looks like a steal for 30 million. That's because I don't think it would be, I don't think you would be able to get him for 30 million pounds. So uh, we'd have to wait and see what happens with that one. But uh, yeah, we'll move forwards with that one swiftly. Andrea says, with Danjuma going, oh, we've already done, how did I manage to read the same question twice? Uh, let's go to Ali, who says, uh, with Rafinha likely to go elsewhere, who do you think we should target? I heard uh, Di Maria mentioned as a short-term option. Uh, I think Juventus is still pushing hard for Di Maria. I don't think I'd move for someone like him. Uh, I'd go for someone a lot more established at a younger age um, so that we've got kind of that investment going to a player that is going to build on their value. That's why I like the Rafinha profile as much as I did because I feel like it was an investment in a player that's going to be worth more further down the line. Uh, Davik says, if Martinez and Zinchenko does not happen... Who would you like Arsenal to go for instead? Um, if both of them don't happen, it's a good question because, as I said, it's so difficult to find players that are versatile enough to play in these different roles. I think it's one that I need to look to. Pau Torres as a left-sided centre-back is very good but doesn't have the versatility to play in multiple positions. Of course, Bubakar Kamara, who went to Aston Villa, was a good option on a free, ends up going to Villa. I'd need to think a little bit harder and do some more research, but off the top of my head, it's going to be a struggle. Uh, let's go to uh, Ayaf, who says, Tom, have you seen Kvitsa Kavatsakshkelia? Um, that's the best you're going to get from me, I'm afraid. No. Is he the? Is he Georgian? Uh, yes, he is Georgian. Uh, let's have a quick check. Uh, currently plays for Dinamo... Uh, Batumi, uh, but no, I've not seen any of him. Uh, eight goals, two assists in 11 games uh, for playing for Dinamo Batumi. Don't know anything about him. And that's the best pronunciation you're going to get from me, I'm afraid, on that one. Uh, Manu says, does uh, does the fact that we're not desperate for Tillemans encourage you about our stance in the market? For me, it does. It shows me that Arsenal are being measured. It shows me that Arsenal are being patient. They're not rushing into things. They're not panicking. They're trying to get the best of the possible deals that they can. They've already managed to get four players, including Jesus, through the door, which is great. We want to see more, of course. And there are obviously things going on behind the scenes, as shown by the Fabio Vieira deal, that we just don't know about. So all of that should give us plenty of encouragement. Um, <laughs> Mitch, what is that comment? <laughs> Deary me, Mitch. Uh, Sadiq says, is Rashford a good option? Um, Rashford, I don't think you're going to get for anywhere close to a figure that's just reasonable for Arsenal to get. I just don't think it's a deal that financially makes sense for us. So probably not. If it was a player that you could get on a reasonable price, I would definitely be open to it but not um, for the price Man United would ask for. Uh, Nick says, thoughts on Richarlison to Spurs? It's a very Spurs move. I still don't think Spurs are acting in the market like a Champions League qualifying team. If it was me, if it was Arsenal that had qualified and had been doing the business that they're doing, you know, I, I would have a few questions. I feel like they should have been targeting players of a higher calibre 
than what they are. I know that a lot of people like Basuma. Uh, I get that, of course. But I just think that, you know, Jed Spence, who they've targeted, Richarlison, Perisic, I'm just not sure. They may prove me wrong, but I'm just not sure at the moment. Um, MD says, greetings from Nigeria. Great uh, that I caught the live stream. Why not allow Reese Nelson to take that slot? I think he had a successful loan spell. He did, MD. He did have a very successful loan spell. He was very good. Um, he only has one year left on his deal, so we would have to think about getting him a new contract. I just don't think Reese Nelson is the guy that progresses that position forwards. If it's a case of bringing in a brilliant world-class central midfielder and renewing uh, and renewing Nelson, maybe there's an argument there. But I'm not sure that there's necessarily um, too strong of an argument. And I'm not sure people would accept that after, of course, we renewed Nketiah and didn't bring in another striker on top of Jesus. Uh, MC says, I'm happy we have a price for players and aren't willing to overpay. That's how you end up with another Pepe situation on your hands. Absolutely. Uh, Mo says, what about Ollie Watkins, Wilfred Zaha? Some other options like that. I'm not sure Ollie Watkins has, has kind of built himself to the level that we need of that kind of player. Zaha, on the other hand, again, is a player that if you invest, you lose your money immediately because you're never going to get that back. And Palace are going to ask for a significant amount. And his age is really against him now. Uh, Hector says, do we really need a winger? We should sign Paqueta or Florian Wirtz as a high-grade goal and attack, uh, goal and assist player, similar to KDB as Odegaard as a deeper player. We've brought in Fabio Vieira, so it's unlikely you're going to see us sign a player of that ilk. And yes, I do think we need a, a winger and a wide, more of a wide forward than a winger. A goal-scoring wide forward is what Arsenal need to add more goals to that forward line. Uh, Bizarre says, do you think Leno is leaving for sure? Yes, absolutely. I think he's leaving for sure. Uh, Malesi says, Tom, are you serious about Spurs? An attack of Richarlison, Kane and Son is fire. Let's face it, can Arsenal even uh, match? Can Arsenal even with Jesus match that? Depends on the wide forward that we bring in. It's going to be tough, though. I don't think Arsenal can match it. They've got two world-class players in Kane and Son. Richarlison isn't world-class. I don't think he's even necessarily better than Kulisevsky. I just think that the, the business they're doing... I thought would have been better. If it was an Arsenal, from an Arsenal perspective, I wouldn't be happy with it. I would have been asking for more if we were in the Champions League to push for bigger and more prestigious targets than they are. Um, Brad says, I would like Dwight McNeil from Burnley. I just don't think that's at the level, Brad, that we should be going for, I'm afraid. Um, Manu says, uh, like No Sleep said, are you still a Svanberg fan? I do like the guy. He just hasn't... The links have not returned after that January link. Um, you know, I, I've heard nothing that, asked, that suggests Arsenal are still looking at him. But Arsenal are keeping a lot of things behind the scenes. So who knows? But is he of the level that really improves on what we've got? Possibly in the future, but not quite now. Sak Sham, I agree with you. Uh, Mikel Oyathabal would be a great uh, addition to the squads. Um, if you could bring in someone like him, great. But he would cost a hell of a lot of money. Sociedad don't let their players go for cheap. Uh, it would cost Arsenal significantly to bring him in. Uh, Andreas says, are there any uh, links to new players that you haven't touched on because links are very limited? Not really, no. Um, they are very limited. Arsenal are trying to keep a lot of their business behind the scenes, as I've mentioned. We know the established transfer targets in Rafinha, Tielemans and M Martinez. Martinez looks the most likely of those three. Tielemans, you would think, maybe has become even more likely than Rafinha but Arsenal would then need to reignite their interest in the player. There's no movement on Hickey Cameron at all. It looks like that's a deal that was kind of looked at as an alternative to, to Martinez. If we don't sign Martinez, maybe we'll go in for Hickey again. But that was always one that the Italian media really hyped up more so 
um, than what we saw previously from, you know, the others. So especially from the English side of things, we never saw any real links to Hickey uh, at all, uh, suggesting that we were going to be pushing for a deal just that there was interest from Arsenal. Um, Freddie says, Tom, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you that Martinez will choose to come to us? Um, 5 out of 10 on 50-50 on it? It could happen. It might not. There's a lot of suggestions to say Arsenal are really pushing for this, but Man United's presence and Eric Ten Hag being a factor, I think, balances things up for me. So I'm very 50-50 on Lissandra Martinez and whether or not he would come to the club. Uh, Lynn says, what experience does Garlic have with negotiating to get players in? His experience is very much with the Premier League um, on that side of things, not from a club perspective. But his experience with getting players in and negotiating in 2021 was strong. You know, the players that we secured last summer, Richard Garlic was a big, big part of that and has already been a big part of the deals for Jesus, for Fabio Vieira, Matt Turner, Marquinhos. He's been big parts of all those deals. So he's got the experience of getting players in at Arsenal and he's proving that throughout the windows that he's been here already. Uh, Trium says, this is a make or break season for Kieran Tierney. If he failed to manage to stay fit for the majority of the season, I don't see the point of having him as a first choice left back. It's going to be big. You know, I agree with you. It's going to be absolutely massive to see what on earth we do with Kieran Tierney if he does suffer another serious injury. He's had a surgery this summer, which is designed to really try and tackle this problem. So it's it's protective for the long term. We won't know, obviously, if that's successful until the season starts. We're going to have to wait and see. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to wrap things up there. Only a slightly shorter show, but I've got a lot of things to get on with this morning. I will be live over on the Arsenal way at 10 a.m. Do drop a like on the video before you go anywhere. It really does help out the channel. Thank you for tuning in for 200 episodes of uh, the Arsenal Transfer Show. Um, and join me tomorrow for episode 201. Uh, of the show uh, as we get closer towards pre-season games and fixtures starting tours and training camps all of that is going to happen very soon indeed much love as always i'll see you again very soon and as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.